It's 1.42 a.m. And I'm sitting in my closet with my candle and my water bottle (laughs) and my prayer shawl on my head. And I'm definitely, definitely (laughs) not up because I want to be up. I'm up because I have to be up. I remember a few years ago when Kel and I served on the prayer team at a church we went to. They were really about teaching us spiritual disciplines. And I really appreciate that period in my life because it taught me so much that I still keep with me and implement. One of the leaders said, if you've never stayed up and prayed all night, you should. There are different prayer watches all throughout the night between different hours where to pray for different things. (sighs) And, um, in the early morning hours, starting from around midnight, there is a lot of demonic activity going on in the world. Um, And so there will be times that you'll be woken up and you'll have the stirring to pray. You'll have the unction to pray. Maybe you have a nightmare Maybe you keep waking up at the same time every morning. Maybe you feel like something just is not right. Maybe your spirit is not at rest. You pray. You pray until you feel peace. And that's what I was taught to do. Even if you're sleepy, you know, you got to get up. Even if you don't know what to pray, you pray in the spirit. And I realize that some of you who are listening, when I talk about biblical stuff, it's like gibberish. Because maybe you're new to the faith or maybe you don't even subscribe to Christianity at all. But you're intrigued. And so I just want to explain what I mean when I say praying in the spirit. One of the gifts of being in God is the gift of tongues, which is basically being able to pray in a language you don't understand. A heavenly tongue, a heavenly dialect, so to speak. And it's when your spirit prays for you. And it's a phenomena. And that's, that's been acknowledged by science. They don't understand how it's happening. Because the centers in your brain that um, allow you to speak, that dictate your language, those areas are turned off. They They did a study where they... They monitored brain waves. 
This is super interesting. You should Google it. Um, I believe it's called glossolalia. I might be saying that wrong. But um, that's what the phenomena is called. But they studied how that part of your brain that controls your speech is shut off when people speak in tongues. So it's not something that you can control. It's like the Holy Spirit taking control of you. Um, not causing you to go crazy, but just manifesting itself in the form of a heavenly tongue, of a heavenly language. Um, when this happens to you for the first time, it's called baptism by fire. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Again, amazing, amazing, beautiful gift available to anyone who wants it. Um, and, and that's what I mean by praying in the spirit. Um, praying in the spirit is a weapon. I believe that you engage Holy Spirit when you do it. Um, it is not a prerequisite to experience the presence of God, nor is it, you know, a measure of one's, um, (laughs) spirituality you know it's just a fruit of being with God and a gift of God we there are so many different gifts um that come along with being in the body some people can interpret tongues you know some people can prophesy some people can heal you know there's so much fruit attached to to being in in Christ but I'm kind of digressing I wanted to record this because I also realize that many of us don't know what it means to truly spend time with God in worship. And I just want to preface um, what what I'm about to say with this. There are tons of ways to worship God. Tons. Worshiping God is just acknowledging him, you know. It's just about putting yourself, your desires, your thoughts, your worries on the back burner and just completely immersing yourself in him. And, you know, all different people have all different practices or rituals or ways that they engage God all throughout their days. But when I allocate time to spend with the Lord um, and to engage him, what it looks like for me is coming into my closet, (laughs) turning off all the lights, lighting a single candle. I'll listen to worship music. Um, there's a particular album that I listen well there are two one is by Julie True and another is by William Augusto and I'll put the names of those albums in the description but um, they're instrumentals and I just kind of take some deep breaths and rest you know I just like let the worry or my anxious thoughts or 
anything that might try to distract me, I just let that dissipate and I let, I welcome Holy Spirit and I welcome God to just overwhelm me with peace and overwhelm me with his presence. I heard someone explain the presence of God because it can be kind of tricky because people are like, isn't God omniscient? Isn't he, you know, omnipresent? Isn't he always around? So aren't we, in essence, always in his presence? And I thought about how, well, I've heard a, a pastor say that when someone is in your house, they can be in another room. So they're there, but you're not necessarily in their presence. Being in the presence of God is an intimate time. It's like someone, your spouse coming into your bedroom or um, someone you love sharing a space with you and talking with you and communing with you and laughing with you and giving you advice and listening to you, all these things. And so... When I invite the presence of God, I invite him to be in the same space with me, face to face. And I quiet myself so that I can hear him. And I share my heart. And for me, the thing, and I also want to say, like, being in the presence of God, like, sometimes you will cry. Sometimes you will be overwhelmed. Sometimes you'll be knocked to your knees. Sometimes you'll you'll hear a verse to go to or um you'll 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 sing a worship song or what well, I mean there's so many ways like I said to engage God and him engaging you look so many different ways as well <sighs> excuse me <laughs> um but one thing that immediately changes the spiritual atmosphere for me when I come into this closet is when I just begin to tell God who he is. Who he is to me, who he is to all mankind, who he's been before he even spoke the world into into existence. You know, I call him by name. I call him by what I've read in his word. That he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end that he's a son and a shield, that he's a wonderful counselor, that he's near to the brokenhearted and hears their cries, that he is our banner, that he is our hope. Um, I just start declaring promises. I'll read scripture aloud. I will just, I will recall all the ways that he's made for me and all the things that he's done and how powerful he is. And I'll plead the blood of Jesus. Which is basically just me saying, hey, <clears throat> I saturate my home, my heart, myself, and the blood of Jesus from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. The blood of Jesus never loses its power. And so I just familiarize myself with his word so that even if I don't have my Bible physically open or my Bible app on my phone open and I'm not physically reading scripture it's written on my heart 
I've memorized his word. And it's like a weapon against the enemy. It's a weapon against my fear. It's a weapon against my anxiety. It's a weapon against my doubt. It helps me to remember what the main thing is. And that's Christ and him crucified. It helps me remember that this life is a vapor. And that I have to use my time wisely. The entire reason that I woke up (laughs) is because I heard Lucy crying on her monitor. And I can discern when I know my child is being spiritually attacked or when she's just restless and waking up. And I've been able to discern that since she was a newborn. Google will tell you (laughs) and medical professionals will tell you that when a child wakes up like that, that they're having a night terror. I know that a night terror is a spiritual attack. <laughs> it's not from God. It's not of God. And so I remember just like clear as day um, when Lucy was a newborn and she had um, one of those. It was like a screeching scream, you know. Holy Spirit immediately was like the enemy starts attacking immediately the enemy doesn't wait until a child becomes quote unquote of age to begin trying to destroy their lives and steal their souls it happens when they're in the womb it happens with you before they're even conceived Um, and so You have to stay on guard. You have to pray constantly. And one thing that I know to be true is if the enemy cannot directly attack you, he'll try to attack the people closest to you. And as a new mom, (laughs) as a new parent, (laughs) you have so many fears. You know, you have to care for this, this little helpless child who can't tell you what they want or what they need or how they're feeling, they can just cry. And, you know, in so many ways, I identify as a child of God with sometimes feeling like a newborn because sometimes I'm restless or I'm fearful or I'm sad and I don't know why. My heart is downcast and I don't know why. And... Sure, yeah, things go wrong. Adulthood is hard. You know, it's always something. But that doesn't always indicate what's going on in my heart. But God knows. He discerns my cries. And the Bible says, and I've said this, I I love the scripture that says Jesus sits at the right hand of God interceding for us. Which means Jesus prays for us. Which is so amazing. Heaven is not too busy. You know, God is not too busy to see about us and to care for us. And so... The Bible also says, Holy Spirit, 
um, can interpret our moans and our cries. And so I just want to remind you that you're not by yourself. I want to remind you to seek God while he may yet be found. I want to remind you that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I want to remind you that God is seeking those who are seeking him. All scripture. And I want to remind you to stay on guard. Because hell is real. The enemy is real. And temptation and distractions are real. And they're all tools to keep you from experiencing God. Wherever there is a temptation, God will always give you an escape. All of creation affirms the existence, the power, the intelligence of God. If you don't acknowledge God, it's because you're not paying attention. It's not because you don't know that he's real. We all know he's real. Just some of us choose not to acknowledge him in all of our ways. I don't know when the hour is. None of us do. None of us know when Christ is going to return. There will be signs, as Revelation points out, and they're happening. <laughs> They've been happening for years. But nobody knows the hour. The Bible says when he comes, it'll be like a thief in the night. So we all should just stay ready. You know, we should be like those doomsday preppers. <laughs> ready for whatever. Prepared for whatever. Hmm. I love y'all. Um, how long has this been? 18 minutes, not too bad. Okay. Well, I want you guys to be blessed and... I'm sorry for any background noise or um, if this was a bit hard to explain or hard to understand or kind of all over the place. It's early, <laughs> like I said, it's the wee hours of the morning, but I just wanted, I felt the unction to share that and um, just implore you to create a lifestyle of worship. Worship is not just what you do in your quiet time with God. It's how you live. You know, it's how you exhibit the fruits of the Spirit. <clears throat> um, and there's so many resources and tools, man. There's so many YouTube videos and <clears throat> um, apps. And Oh, guys, I also want to mention the To Me app. It's T-O-M-E. It's like these short little, I wouldn't even call them devotionals, but they're just these talks on all different topics. They're so helpful. Um, 
when I'm feeling some kind of way or even, you know, if I want to start my day um, with something just sweet, profound, but still concise and to the point, I'll listen to one and they're really helpful. So I want to plug that. (laughs) It's not sponsored, but it's good content. And then the YouVersion Bible app also <clears throat> has just become so intuitive now. And um, they have devotionals every day um, on the story that you can just click on and they'll be relevant to whatever the verse of the day is. But I would just encourage you to get in God's face. Just ask him, hey, is there something I need deliverance from? Can you illuminate people to me? who I should be engaging with? Um, Can you put me into a community of believers? And I I firmly believe that when you seek God, he brings people to you. And he brings you to them. And um, we flourish in community. And if that's something you're craving and desiring, open your heart to it. Forgive yourself and others for past relational trauma and you know seek wise counsel you know um one thing that I learned very early on in church is that (laughs) your church friends won't always be super duper cool by the world standards and that's okay Y'all have a common goal, and that's to please God and to get to heaven, to love him and to love people. And so I don't want to ever be deterred from, you know, community because I thought I was too cool. Um, That's terrible. That's horrible. But you will find like-minded people. And you will find people who are like you and like the same things. And and iron sharpens iron. You will have conflict. You will have to have uncomfortable, tough conversations. It's all a part of it. But it's beautiful to worship with people and pray with people and live your life. Um, like in vulnerability with your community. I think that's super important. Anyway, I love y'all deeply. And um, as always, if you like to sew into this podcast, you are encouraged to (laughs) and more than welcome to. Um, Prayers for me are much appreciated. I'm pregnant with my son now. Yes, glory to God, a baby boy. And so I need all the prayer. My husband needs all the prayer. Little Lucy needs all the prayer for how our lives are about to change. And then if you have any prayer requests, please email me. All the links and all the information that you need will be in the description of this episode. So take care. Bye.